0: Bush and Richie here with another one of our podcasts for you, and what a beaut we've got for you tonight.
1: Uh, Yes, there's some zesty material in it as well, so if there's young ears listening,
0: please do take them off. Oh, yes, this is... uh, What would this be in the cinema format? Uh,
1: 12, actually, these days. I think they're quite loose. Is that 12A? 12 is... Now, what's a 12A? 12 is... 12A...
0: Advisory.
1: No, I think is you can take a 12-year-old if there's an adult
0: with you, otherwise it's a 15. Is that right? Yeah. It's impeccable knowledge. No, Producer Adam's not having that.
1: Anyone can see a 12 if you've got a parent with you. So you can take an 8-year-old, but you have to have someone who's 18 or over. What's a 12A then? A 12A, it does, it's not really anything. You have to be 12 to go sit on your own, <laughs> or a 12A, you have to have a parent with you if you're younger than 12.
0: This is well confusing, isn't it? Podcast gets better. Oh, it's really good. You're going to love it.
2: Absolute Radio.
0: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
2: With Tesco Mobile, every little helps.
1: The final hour of the no repeat guarantee. The early hours of yet another Hometime Show with uh, Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio. Coldplay, an adventure of a lifetime. 10 weeks of tickets after five today. Mm. If you're a fan of Fleetwood Mac. Don't miss out. Uh,
0: So we've had a tweet into the show. There's loads of different ways to get in touch tonight. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, At Absolute Radio is the one to tweet. Uh, Dave Amitri has been on. What a name. What What a a great name. Dave Amitri is called. He's a postie. He says, Guys, I've just this minute delivered a letter to an Adam Partridge. (laughs) He says, I've got a thing for almost uh, almost famous people's names. It made my day. I'm hoping to get a parcel for him so when he opens the door, I can say, aha. Do you know what the great thing is? <laughs> if
1: you're called Dave Amitri, yeah. you can't not but have a thing for almost famous
0: names. What an amazing name that is. Dave Amitri's great. Adam Partridge. I imagine Adam, the fella, has probably heard that aha gag more times than he cares to I'm remember. I'm sure he's not
1: tired of it He can't all. be tired
0: of that in a million years. <laughs> but there's something kind of um, mystical and fantastic Though about nearly famous names, Mm. because you know, these people that we're talking about here they're just a, a letter away, and I'm not talking about him being a poster here, they're just one letter away from the actual famous person's full name. Do you know what I mean? And do you know what? If you, think, if you think further about it, I would imagine both Dave
1: Amitri and Adam Partridge <laughs> were probably called that before Steve yeah. Coogan came up with a cam- uh, character. Totally. Or they formed in Scotland and decided to be a band.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is it. This is it. So it's an amazing story behind it. There should be some form of conference where all these people who have got nearly famous names can get together and have a drink. Could be stood <laughs> next (laughs) to an Adam Partridge. You wouldn't even know about it. So, look, if you have a nearly famous name or you know someone who is, like, one letter away from having a full-on famous name, let us know. There isn't a bloke in Delimitri called Dell, is there? There could be, you know. I'm going to go and check. I'll report back after Lenny Kravitz. Important intel. We'll see you the other side of this.
2: Absolute Radio.
0: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
1: Founding member of Delamitri, Justin Curry, said the name was invented to be meaningless. There is no member of Delamitri called Del. Oh! Just for clarification.
0: Damn, that would have been so good, you know, wouldn't it?
1: Also, while uh, while we're clarifying things, uh, a couple have been in touch. Charlie Brown from Portsmouth and uh, a friend whose mum was called Tina Turner. (laughs) That's... (laughs) That's not quite right, okay? it's not what Because that is exactly the same name as... We're, we're talking nearly famous.
0: Think about it as if we've rented out the Birmingham NEC, right? Uh, if we do a whole convention of people who've got the same name as famous people, yep. those two are in it, they're having a glass of champagne in Absolutely, the foyer, brilliant. yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people whose names are just slightly out. Allah, la Dave Amitri. Dave Amitri. Adam Partridge. We've had Mark Owens on. That's good. <laughs> My name's Mark Owens. <laughs> Uh, and Robert Radford has just tweeted the show as well. <laughs> That's what we're after, 8, 12, 15, blur and next.
2: with Bush and Ritchie. With Tesco Mobile, Tesco club card vouchers are now worth twice as much at Tesco Mobile, so shop till your phone bill drops.
3: Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms
2: and conditions
3: apply.
0: We've had some beauties in. We've been laughing our heads off during those songs. Uh, listen to this. I know a Harrison Fjord says Kieran in Hartlepool I really hope he does I'm not sure we need more clarification on this Harrison Fjord spelled F-J-O-R-D and love this one from Brian McDermott in Glasgow says guys my job involves calling at customers homes I once had to visit Ken Kong (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: my mum's name is Pamela Anderton I don't know who that's from but it's a great claim Uh, and Jamie is, is claiming to have a nearly famous first kiss who is it with Jamie? (laughs) <laughs> Tanya Turner.
0: Tanya <laughs> Turner. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. Where was it, Jamie? It
2: was at uh, Paradise Wildlife
0: Park. So <laughs> they used to have a
2: under-18s disco there so <laughs> quite a few years ago now.
0: So just to confirm, you had your first kiss with Tanya Turner at Paradise Wildlife Park.
2: I did indeed, yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. And I have to ask, was she simply the best? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't say. I can't, I can't kiss, kiss himself. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Home
1: Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Joining the list, uh, brothers Luke and Matt Cross. So close. Doesn't say whether they're twins, but that's fantastic.
0: That's one of the best.
1: And Josie in Preston uh, says her best friend is Charlene
0: Dion. Charlene Dion, what about that? <laughs> uh, we just recorded a call with her during that song, which we were going to use, and it was so X-rated, we can't. But it's going to be in the podcast. Yes. So, yes. Uh, genuinely, make sure you download tonight's podcast because she was an absolute character. She was indeed that a live one. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So thank you very much for that. Uh, love this one. When we do need clarification on it, West Brom's caretaker manager Jimmy Shan's mother is called Jackie Shan. Brilliant. If true. If true, that is a game changer.
2: Charlene Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Charlene. Charlene Dion.
0: That's wow! Amazing. Is she aware of how closely named she is to the famous singer?
3: No, but apparently she goes down like a sinking ship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, you're off, <laughs> Josie. You're off.
2: Don't, don't say that. They're all black their the red.
0: Oh my <laughs> word! Just <laughs>
2: having right. a
3: good time. But don't say that. But please give us a mention.
1: Richie on home time will revisit the 90s after five uh, with the absolute radio 90s
0: some happy Mondays Kinky Afro uh, new from Jerry cinnamon on the way can I just admit on this show that I've had some bad luck in recent years with phones L- a <laughs> lot of bad relationships
1: um, can I can I share that it has tickled me and this I, I feel bad for saying this Don't reflects badly on me Flex paddling me. Go on. It's tickled... <laughs> it's tickled me the last couple of months, your whole mobile phone saga.
0: It's been a nightmare, Richie, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. you know, I got fed up with Apple, fed up with the cult of Apple, tried to get away a few times, like I say, abusive relationship. Uh, tried to run into the arms of BlackBerry, remember that?
1: Yeah, you did, and um, it, it all looked like
0: it was going so well. I know, I had loads of people admiring it, saying, oh, that looks nice, and I was like, yeah, no, it's really good, and then it just doesn't work anymore. So. <laughs>
1: Bush for... Was... <laughs> He was sending these messages. We've got like our little hometown WhatsApp group and you suddenly started sending messages that had no space. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because his space bar, space bar didn't work.
0: Um, oh, it was like code. I tell you, it was, it was quite liberating just doing away with having spaces between words. Why do we have them? It was a bit like Bletchley Park for you lot like, trying to work out bit. what I was saying. But I bought it, I bought this Blackberry off this uh, woman with RSI in, in Doncaster, uh, right. so she couldn't use it. So I thought I'll have that, and then it didn't work, so I got rid of that. And now I, I finally found love, I think, hopefully, this is early stages, uh, with a mobile phone called a One Plus. You ever heard of One Plus?
1: Can't say I have.
0: Well, this is it. I found. I found a relationship with them now. This is your third phone in about four months. Well, this you know, if you might have a friend that has like poor choice <laughs> in the in, in relationships, <laughs> that's what I'm like, and he's just just happy for him as long as. <laughs> I am delighted as long for as, you. as they stay together. It looks great. Thank you very much. And do you know what, right? I got it on Friday. New phone and everything, shiny new phone. I've not had a single call. Since Friday? Since Friday, not one person has called me. You're kidding. I don't think people phone that much anymore. Even before I got my new phone, I was, I was maxing out at probably, at most, one call uh, every other day. <laughs> no, one, no one called. Maybe I'm really unpopular, or the art of phone calling is gone now and it's all about WhatsApp. Yeah, when I think about it. Yeah, it is more about WhatsApp, isn't it? I never thought I'd start missing the PPI mob. <laughs> Just for someone to chat to. So
1: no, you, you've not had the chance to speak to anyone on your new phone.
0: There it is, my new phone, right? I've not had a single call from anybody, so I don't even know what it sounds like. I don't know what the, the phone sounds like. The, the whole thing. I should be a true friend here. What do you mean? What? I should be your first call. Yeah, well, that would be an honour, Richie. I, that, despite the fact that you were ribbing me at the <laughs> beginning saying you've been laughing at my misfortune with mobile phones, it'd be quite nice to, uh, you know, maybe you could be my first inaugural caller. Give me
1: a couple of minutes to go get my phone and I will
2: call you.
0: I'll stick Jerry Cinnamon on.
2: Absolute Radio. The hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. The Absolute Radio nineties
1: on the way after five. Very soon, we're all going to hear together, for the first time ever, your new mobile phone ring. You don't even know what the ringtone is.
0: Brand new phone, had a couple of problems with phones. I've been that kind of one person that's always buying the wrong phone, it breaking, etc. cetera. I've bought this thing called a OnePlus. Hopefully that's going to be OK. Ian Heron says, maybe you should question your life choices, Bush. <laughs> Everton... Blackberry. I, could, I was trying to start out a bank account yesterday. That was rubbish. Essex Loop as well. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate uh, it.
1: Richard in Cornwall says, made me chuckle hearing about uh, the phone problems. I think your new relationship is about to hit a rocky patch. Um, the new OnePlus phone comes out today. What, so I've just
0: bought the old model? <laughs> oh, my <goodness. laughs> Jesus Christ. Give me a break. <laughs> I said this the other day I say again I'm just going to get a pager I'm just going to get a pager you can phone an operator and they can type out a message I've actually got a headache from laughing that is unbelievable
1: right come on let me. um, I'll tell you what I'm going to walk next door I've got my phone in my pocket so no one's
0: called literally nobody has called me on this thing Richie is going to be my first ever call I don't even know what the ringtone sounds like I walk
1: next door and I'm going to
0: call you okay fantastic don't know what the ringtone's like I'd love to know what the default is Uh, Richie's gone into the next studio he's lifted his phone to his ear Oh, hold on a second. That is the ringtone. What a bit of blues music. Let's just see if we can answer this. Oh, I've just cut him off. I cut you off. I don't know how to work it. <laughs> Sorry, Richie. I went
1: to answer the phone,
0: you idiot? I cut I cut you off accidentally. I don't know how to work it. I don't know. I've never had a phone call before. Chuck it in the boom. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. It's useless.
2: Now you can lower your Tesco Mobile phone bill with Tesco Club Card vouchers and save money each month. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Probably shouldn't be here today. Probably shouldn't be here today, but I've braved it. Right. i braved it after I cut my finger today wearing this very, very tatty plaster, as you can uh, see. Should have taken myself to hospital.
0: So just for, so people can picture this in their mind, that's your proper middle finger. You've got up. Yeah, again, that one though. there, yeah. You do that in a way that <laughs> looks like you're having a go at me, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Please don't take it that way. You are enjoying
1: that. But, how did I injure myself? Well, one of the... I'm not going to call it a... a silent danger. That's, that's si- what it is. A silent danger? It's a silent danger. We've all been aware, quite rightly so, since children... Knives, scissors, very dangerous items around the house. Yeah. You're taught how to hold them, how to safely
0: carry them. They're the things that are normally the subject of, say, government safety adverts in the 1970s. Correct. The chip hand fire, the usual suspects. You've got it, yeah, exactly. Those guys.
1: But I put it to you that there are there are silent dangers around the home, and it was one of those that got me today. There's no government safety video about the cheese grater, is oh, there?
0: There is. I've never seen one. Washing
1: up earlier on today. I, I do the... Uh, The Richie style of uh, drying, which is basically stack everything as high as I possibly can. Game
0: of buckaroo. (laughs) Exactly. I do the same thing.
1: Then the cheese grater started falling. My reflexes as a lapsed goalkeeper, I dive for the cheese grater... And of course, it hits the top of that finger, Ooh. lops a great bit of it off, doesn't
0: it? See, I can't see under the plaster, so I don't know whether you've massively overreacted because you've, you've taken one of the bigger plasters that you'd have that would cover an entire child's knee, <laughs> and you've put that on the end of your middle finger.
1: <laughs> it's like a little hat. Yeah, yeah it's a little bit it like doesn't a hat. fit very well. But of course, when you're when you're when you're bleeding out all over the kitchen floor, bleeding out. and you're trying to find the plasters and all that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and you're there on your own. It's very difficult, to put that on.
0: So are you trying to launch a campaign to highlight the dangers of, of the house that, that we don't normally think <laughs> of as the dangerous ones?
1: Yeah, I mean in this case it's the cheese grater that's injured me but I'm sure there are others. There are, there are these silent dangers around the house that can do so much damage to you, like the cheese grater but we're not really aware of them.
0: Well I'll throw one in the mix. What about the corner of kitchen work surfaces? It's right up there. It'll get you just on the hip, little bruise, just above the hip. Right up there, but we're not warned about them. We're not warned about them at all. These items
1: don't all have to be in the kitchen, all right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, last night, I remember going to bed and thinking, that plug from that hair straightener, that needs to go back under the, uh, the
0: chest of drawers, because otherwise that's entering me in the middle of the night. That's another close call, Richie, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. It's another close call. It yeah. could have bled out again. <laughs> 8.12.15, it's on Facebook right now as well.
2: Absolute Radio.
0: The Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. This is the Hometime Show, the soundtrack to Tuesday night on Absolute Radio. We're getting ready for our board games night tomorrow in honour of Mental Health Awareness Week. And just after six on this show, we'll be chatting to the amazing Katie Aidley, A blogger about board games, about why this could be the golden age of board gaming. That's all on the way just after six.
1: Bush and I very much would like to think that this show is more than just an accompaniment for your home time. We're looking out for you. We're raising issues like the silent dangers today around your home that could see you nearly hospitalised like I was myself this morning. You you said earlier on that you, you nearly bled out or did you bleed out? Uh, no, I, I started sucking my finger like a child okay. to stem the bleeding. I think
0: that's in the SAS Survival Handbook, isn't it? That's what you're supposed to do <laughs> if this kind of thing happens.
1: Uh, after I caught a cheese grater. Ow. It was one of those... Uh, Which grate was it? Well, the... A lot of people have been asking, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, it was one of those um, uh, cuboid kind of ones yeah. that's got a different kind of thing on each face. What
0: are the four? Because you've got cheese on one side. you have got cheese
1: on one side, then you've got like graty Cheese, the fine one. Gratie Cheese. I've not heard of that setting before. Now you have got the one that's going to do a slice of cheese. Yeah, right, you're being pedantic. Now. Oh, I see. All right, <laughs> All you, you can have a slice of cheese. Yeah, you can have Gra- finely grated. Okay. You can have less finely grated.
0: <laughs> that's that's actually on the label.
1: And then you've got the like the circular pricks that do sort of like as if you're getting. Um, the skin of an orange or a zest. lemon.
0: I like to call it zest.
1: That's zest.
0: Zest. Yeah. Okay, so, it was so one we, of those that we, punctured me. So the, you got you got hit with the zest one. You got it. That's yeah. pretty bad. It punctured your finger. That is bad.
1: Rachel says took yeah. the whole of my skin off my hand catching my daughter's hair straighteners. I knew these would come up. They are bad, aren't they? Uh, and Phil, I've suffered this one as well, Phil. An open top cupboard in a kitchen when you've forgotten that it's open. You bend down to get something and whack, straight on it.
0: Tom and Jerry style frying pan to the face with that one. Yeah. Your head turns into an accordion. They need to feature more of these kind of injuries in Casualty. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. What about a whole uh, episode of Casualty completely dedicated to uh, under the radar style zesty cheese grater injuries? Thank you. Sasha Morrison says I'm a delivery driver for a well known grocery emporium and I've endlessly got uh, bruises on my thighs because of bringing the sack barrow up the stairs every time the handles hit me on the thighs as I go up.
1: Sack barrow. That sack like barrow? The sack barrow. The little trolley thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, it must, okay. be, must be when people have got those little handles down yes. the side of their doors.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolute Radio.
0: If you insist on
2: listening to them in your own time then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then.
1: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Nigel, this is a cautionary uh, cautionary tale. Automatically retracting Hoover leads. I need a safety warning. Mine is so strong that it flicked the plug up at 100 miles an hour into my groin.
0: Ouch! It's like Indiana Jones's whip <laughs> going on there. Uh, Debbie says, my son sliced the top of his finger off on a can of corned beef. Ouch. I, s- I still can't believe that there's old school cans still out there. Mm. Cans with a key. It's yeah. 2019. Yeah, agreed. So we're, not, we're not trapped in some kind of, uh, a prisoner of War Camp.
1: We'll have a pin for your corned beef, please. I
0: don't know what is going on and Alana says a mandolin. We've had a lot of mentions of a mandolin. Is that not a guitar? Well, I thought it was a little tiny guitar. Yeah. A little tiny... Like a folk guitar. Something exactly, you might yeah. tell stories on. That's it. Uh, but I don't know what it is. Someone sent a photo in and it's quite... It looks like... Do you remember there used to be adverts in the middle of the night if you were staying up for products that you couldn't buy for some reason in the Republic of Ireland? Right. And it was called the Rap 2. <laughs> And it would slice an egg into thousands of... Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It looks yeah. like that. But I thought a mandolin was like, in the cooking sense, was the little... It's like a little harp-type thing that you go... Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. we should have to have a look. We need to Google it, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, uh, Look, we've got Emma on the line. Emma, <laughs> tell us what happened to your dad. He just opened his packet
2: of crumpets and his thumb started bleeding, didn't hurt himself or anything. But he cuts
1: himself on absolutely everything. So he's, he's opening the crumpets, but just with his hands?
2: Yeah, just with his hands, he yeah, I mean, opened the crumpets, and his thumb just started bleeding. He had like a paper cut on his thumb, but it was it was quite deep. It needed a plaster.
0: Well, that's weird though, because crumpet packets are just normal, like you know, malleable plastic. They're not. There's no sharp yeah, there's edges plastic. on there. No, no, not at all. It's
2: like to say, he cuts himself on absolutely everything.
0: But as a man who likes a crumpet,
1: um, <laughs> depending on which ones you buy, you can have quite a hard or a soft crump.
0: A crump. <laughs> <laughs> is it using the word crump as a... That's the singular for crumpet. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. Emma, is that the case?
1: No, I don't think so. No, I don't think it is. So <laughs> I'm Let's pretty not sure. get uh, uh, bogged down in the etymology of this because if it turns out to be true and the crumpets can cut you, this is quite some development.
0: It's a game-changer. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
2: Absolute Radio.
0: On line one, we have our first contestant. Who's Russ? Hello, Russ. How's it going? Hello, I'm very well, yourself. We're good. Where, where are you right now? Have a little look I'm around. In, what are you looking at? I'm sitting in my car outside my office after just finishing work. Check you out. Got hey. Have you <laughs> Much, had a good day? Yeah, yeah it was a good day, yeah. yeah nice, guy. Nice. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, a little bit of uh, small talk there with Bush and Ritchie. <laughs> Could be a new feature. <laughs> I'm not so
1: sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, Russ, is the interior of your car in absolute state? It is terrible, yeah. Richie, you've got a tidy car? Oh, very, very, very tidy. I imagine you as a man with a fastidiously tidy Inside car. Inside
1: of my car, as if it's just come out the showroom. Really? Yeah, I promise you.
0: Hoovered the lot, the whole thing. Yeah, everything. If you get in a car of someone like like, like Russ and it's a state, do you judge them? Immediately. I, I, I would judge them as well. <laughs> I think that his life is spiraling out of control. <laughs> uh, let's move on and say very quick hello to uh, Nick. How are you doing, contestant number two? Uh, hello. Uh, Nick is. is in, I told you, I warned you, the small talk bit. I'm loving this. I'm pushing on through with it. Nick, is, it. Is, is the interior of your car tidy? immaculate yeah fantastic we'll leave it there brilliant I'd love to go on a date with you there we go uh,
1: right here's the rules of who claims wins we're going to give you a random topic there's as many possible answers Russ you will have to say how many you think you can get in 30 seconds Nick you'll then have the opportunity to claim if you think you could name more or less than Russ this is going
0: really it's well it's going really good this. Uh,
1: whoever thinks they could claim more will then have 30 seconds to do just that And if that player manages it, they win the tickets. If they don't, they lose the tickets. Pretty simple
0: premise. Let's play. Who claims wins? Here we go then, Russ. How many 2018-2019 Premier League teams do you think you can name in 30 seconds? Um, Ten. Ten. All
1: right, ten for you. Nick, do you want to challenge Russ to do that or are you going to go more? Uh, I think I could do 12.
2: Okay, 12
1: for you, Nick. Russ, do you want to go with more than 12 or challenge Nick to go for it? Uh 13. 13 for you, Russ. Okay, Nick, what do you reckon? Stick or are you going to challenge? Um, Yeah, I'll challenge. I'll go 14. You're going to go 14, okay. It's like Bargain Hunt, this. (laughs) It's it's back with you, Russ. Can you do more than 14? You're going to challenge him.
2: I'm going to say challenge.
1: Okay, Nick, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) 30 (laughs) seconds to name 14
2: Premier League teams. Go. Uh, I'll start with Arsenal as I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, Tottenham um, Chelsea Man City oh, oh Liverpool um Man United obviously uh, oh God uh Wolves okay Yep yeah, Watford um Newcastle Oh god Cardiff Fulham um, uh, Leicester City
0: Time's Edison. up
1: we're just waiting on numbers it felt good is it good enough it's 12 Nick
0: hard luck
1: that was a really
0: really good attempt it was a slow old start but he got there in the end but the pressure is on isn't it but it's good news for Russ you are going to go and see (laughs) Fleetwood Mac in London on the 16th of June well done Thank you very much. Good lad. If you phone I'd in the like same... same hey, you, you guys could become pen pals. If you phone <laughs> in same time tomorrow, we can chat a bit more about the interior car. If you're
1: <laughs> uh, we have more opportunities to play Who Claims Wins tomorrow for Fleetwood Mac tickets in London. If you want to play, call now 0330 123 1215. You've got five minutes to call, so until 5.58. The
2: Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not Home Time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio.
0: By the way, can you settle a household disagreement we've got going on in our house at the moment? Is cleaning your teeth in the shower gross? No. I don't think it is either. I do it. My other half, Katie, thinks it's disgusting that I do it. I can't see. I can't see any grounds where people can think it's disgusting. She thinks it's complete, completely out of order, and I always get rumbled for it because I clean my teeth in the shower. Obviously, you know, multitasking. Yeah. Uh, and I always end up accidentally leaving my toothbrush like resting up against one of her expensive shampoo bottles. That you're not allowed to touch. As I a guess fella.
1: that's your problem.
0: Yeah, which doesn't help. But uh, she says you shouldn't be cleaning your teeth in the shower. thinks She thinks it's out of order.
1: Does she have, a
0: like, an actual reason for it? Because I can't...
1: It's all going to go down the plug hole.
0: I know. That's it. That's, I just... I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. I, you know, I think she thinks it's kind of, I don't know, uncouth. A bit student flat-y. Surely it is also a good use of
1: time. Yeah. Because when I do it, I'm in there waiting for the water to fully warm up. Yeah. Um, you get in before it warms up. No. So what I do...
0: I, <laughs> So, I've got- Bear in mind, this is a fellow who's face down in the bath, so <laughs> excuse me for being, uh, you know, slightly uh, cynical about this.
1: Step into the shower, Right. turn the shower on, step away from the shower head, turn on the electric toothbrush, right. start doing my teeth, but every now and then, just dance into the shower, Check out how hot it is. Back out again. Then when it is hot, right? Step underneath. Treat myself to about 45 seconds of water whilst I'm doing my teeth, and then away with the shower.
0: It's like a, it's like a teeth cleaning river dance going on there for you. <laughs> well, what it's about that. leaving the shower to run up until it gets up to actual heat, and then just getting in it? Waste of water. Okay so you want to get straight in yeah, there. Yeah,
1: that, that's why I'm going
0: in there and doing the toothbrushing at the same time. But but the overall point though you agree that it's it's getting two for one, you're getting stuff done. You're being quick, you're being efficient. I am standing shoulder to shoulder with you in the shower. Oh thank you. <laughs> what a lovely mental image. <laughs>
2: They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is.
0: The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie.
1: Bathroom hygiene? Is that how we're caveating this?
0: I think bathroom hygiene is a very good umbrella term for this particular (laughs) subject. It started with this. My other half, Katie, suggested that me cleaning my teeth in the shower is gross. And we're just trying to get feedback from you guys, our amazing Absolute ready audience, what you think about that. And It's been interesting to come back on this. Uh,
1: My husband, Dave, likes to sit on the toilet with his phone. Gross. Toothbrush in the shower, that's fine, says an anonymous texter.
0: I sit on the loo with the phone all the time, every day, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe we're gross as well. Then, <laughs> uh, Carla says, Yes, it definitely is gross. Mick from Cheam says, So, do you rinse your mouth out with hot water? Yeah. No, oh, I just let it fall out, but <laughs> <What, laughs> like just down the front of you, yes, because you're in the shower, <laughs> yeah. But no, but I, like, I think he's saying that there's obviously warm water coming from the shower that you're going to go pff, 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 wash your mouth out with. No. you just literally. All the way down the front of you.
1: <laughs> not on me. Not, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I, I literally bend my neck forward and let it all fall out. There you
0: go. A bit like the Bathys face down again. Home time
2: with Bush and Richie With Tesco Mobile. Now you can lower your Tesco Mobile phone bill with Tesco Club Card vouchers and save money each month. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Paul and Barry St Edmonds wades in on the text, 812.15 to get in touch, and says, Muppets! <laughs> Hot water isn't mains fed, it comes from a tank. There could be a dead pigeon in there if it's not maintained, or it can go stagnant over time. Go look in the tank and decide for yourself if hot water is a good thing to put in your mouth.
0: Oh, he's incandescent with rage. (laughs) He is. It does raise that question, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, but would you ever have a drink from an upstairs tap in your house? Would you go to the, 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 the bathroom upstairs, middle of the night, imagine you're parched, and fill up a pint glass and have that?
1: I do not drink from any tap in the house because I've bought myself a water
0: filter. Oh, but you've been waiting months <laughs> for that particular thing to come up. Unbelievable. Walk
1: straight into it.
0: Listen to this, though, moving on from Kevin. He says, I'm a non rinser I recently had my eyes opened by my partner, uh, Eloise. You should never wet the brush or paste before you clean your teeth as it dilutes it and therefore makes brushing less effective. He's then sent in this uh, uh, actual advice from NHS. Apparently, after brushing, spit out any excess toothpaste. Don't rinse your mouth immediately after brushing. it or wash away the concentrated fluoride in the remaining toothpaste.
1: Educational show tonight, isn't it?
0: It is educational, isn't it? And, and with that in mind, I almost want to say, if you've been affected by any of the issues on Home Time tonight, <laughs> (laughs) Richie and I will be sticking around afterwards for a web chat.
2: Absolute Radio.
0: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Katie Aidley, welcome to Absolute Radio.
3: Thank you for having me. Hey,
0: it's good to have you here. Um, People have described it as the golden age of board gaming. Is it the golden age of board gaming and what does that mean?
3: I've lost my train of thought already. (laughs) Um, I think it is actually, yes. Yeah. Uh, Board games have obviously been around for many, many years, but I feel like... Now, maybe the last three or four years, they're really starting to become popular, I mainstream, you can buy them in most shops, um, it's really becoming um, an accessible hobby for all.
1: It's been an education for me. Obviously, Bush is really into his board games and his board game nights. Uh, And as we've been trying to put together this uh, special night tomorrow uh, for mental health awareness and people have been uh, suggesting games that we should play, I was absolutely stunned at how many (laughs) different people were naming games that I hadn't heard of. I'm Mr. Mr. Cluedo, Mr. Monopoly,
0: Mr. Guess Who. He couldn't get his head around... uh, Flame your mind. Flashpoint, the one where you're a fireman, you've got to save people. Richie couldn't... St- I think he's still quite But I, no,
1: no.
0: <laughs> I think it sounds a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, it's different though, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. But I suppose you're right, people do think Monopoly and stuff like that, don't they, when they think board games?
3: They really do, and it's funny because I'm a huge board game fan, but I listened to your podcast yesterday and the question was how many uh, cities, towns, buildings... See, I don't even know what they're called. Uh, can you name on Monopoly? And I was like, maybe one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> uh, Richie was very... We, we tried that out in the studio, and Richie could name quite a few. I after, think so. I
1: got about 14 in... 30 seconds, so I may not be up to uh, up to speed necessarily with your new games, but the older
0: ones... He's got it down, Pat. I'm on point. So, I mean, in terms of spreading the word like you do, and you do a brilliant job of it, Katie, in terms of board gaming, uh, is it your your job You sometimes you feel to tell people about these new games and, and steer them away from just thinking Monopoly or Drafts or Home You Go when they think board gaming? Do you know what I mean? I've not even heard of Home You Go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think... It's funny, there's a divide. So a lot of people in the board game community, in the board game world, hate Monopoly. They don't like it. It's not a real board game, whatever. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people that are like, maybe it's not who... It is luck-based, but it's um, introducing people to the hobby. Most people, um, as kids, sat down and played Monopoly. That was, and uh, that is what games are all about, sitting down with your friends, your family, Christmas... Holidays. So even though there's this kind of divide, um, we've got a lot to thank Monopoly for, really. It's paved the
1: way. And with board games, obviously, we're putting on this this night tomorrow uh, for Mental Health Awareness Week. You talk about people sitting down together. Uh, If you're going to do and play a board game, you're investing time together with people. That can only be a good thing, can't it?
3: A really good thing. It's such a positive thing. Uh, For a lot of people, a lot of people um, reach out and talk about it. I personally write a lot about mental health and board gaming on my blog and a lot of other people do as well because it's had such a positive impact on their lives.
0: How has it helped you? How has board gaming helped your mental health?
3: I never really used to think it did until I was made redundant a couple of years ago. I wasn't in a great place. And I started writing a blog just out of boredom, I guess. I was looking for work. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I wasn't in a great place and I kind of got a lot of anxiety and um, depression and stuff. And I just kind of isolated myself a bit. Hmm. I lost all my confidence. I didn't really want to go outside. I didn't really want to do anything. And then I found a board game group. And it's the one thing that kind of got me out of the house. It's the one thing that kind of gave me confidence again. Um, It gave me... um, ..not the the will to carry on, but almost. It kind of did. It gave me something when I had no hope. And that's the same for a lot of people as well. And I know that got deep really quickly. No, no, but no that, not that's at all. the truth, you
0: know. That's been the interesting thing about this. is, I think the fact that sometimes you'll have something on the table between people, like it's like a... Uh, the board game seems to be the medium for people to have a, a chat about something. You know the way someone will go to a, a football match and then open up to someone when they're both watching the game. But if you sat them opposite each other face to face, they probably never would talk that way. It's do you know exactly
1: what I mean? that, and it? it's the reason you've you've got a reason for for going out. But what you don't then realize after a period of time is is that that was the reason, and you're actually just chatting and yeah. getting on with people, and you've met new people. Yeah. Um, it's exactly it's exactly like football. I, I'd have that going yeah. to. I would go to a game of football on my own, uh, but know that I could meet other people of the club that I supported in the pub and chat to them as strangers. But I wouldn't necessarily do that um, if it was just something else, just randomly going out on my own. Might be...
0: <laughs> in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For some reason, people are weird with that in Weather Springs, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? It's just being friendly. <laughs> it's just being friendly. <laughs> but it's the same thing. It is. It Absolutely.
3: Is. And you get a lot of people mention that they have um social anxiety and they find it really hard to speak to people or they don't really know how to make conversation or make friends this is adults and but they can go down to the local game night or they can go on twitter or facebook find a group go and just sit there and play they don't even have to talk if you don't want to because you've got this tool that's helping you socialize and
0: that's do you know the, so bit, the bit I love so much when I go to London on board, and I've talked about this before on, uh, on Home Time, where it's just like they hire these different pubs around the city and, and everyone and anyone can go. You can just sign up and you go and play a game. And you look around the room and there's all these people playing different board games. The, the, everyone's from a different walk of life. You've got, like, business people sat next to skater kids, next to punks, next to... You know, it's amazing to see something like a, a board game bring all these different types of people together, which is, you know, I think that's ace. Yeah. Um...
1: I'm a bit of a board game novice, as I've said already. You've bought a game in for Bush today. It's called Sorcerer. Oh yes, I see it in front of me here. This is this is a million miles away from um, <laughs> yeah. Professor Plum uh, in, in the conservatory with a lead pipe in. Um, how does this work?
3: So that's a game about Victorian London. It's got like a horror theme, and it's essentially a war game. Amazing. So there's a different uh, different areas around london and you're trying to you're using spells and magic and sorcery to to kind of fight each other basically
0: never got that with colonel mustard <laughs> did you eh, just fingers crossed i get an invite <laughs> 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 he will he will for sure so katie one thing that's bowled us over a little bit in the run-up to putting on tomorrow night's uh, gaming night is just been uh, how generous the different games companies have been yeah. and the lovely people at big potato games have sent us Uh, Well, I think they've sent everyone their own game Fantastic. Which is an unbelievable thing. Awesome. Uh, And I think they are a good example, Big Potato Games, of of the variety of games that are out there at the moment, would you say? Yeah,
3: definitely. I love Big Potato. Hi. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They do kind of party games. They do more lightweight games. So I would say I usually would like more strategy-based games. They're going to take eight hours. But my friends down the pub don't want to play that. But Big Potatoes send me games and I take those down the pub and we have a couple of drinks or a roast dinner, uh, play some games and it's all good. So it's nice to be able to have games for everyone, for all types of situations, for newcomers into the hobby or people that have been playing games all their lives.
0: Uh, Katie then, so uh, last couple of questions. What is your favourite game of all time? Is there one board game that for you is just it?
3: Twilight Struggle, definitely, which is a two-player game about the Cold War. And I know it doesn't sound that interesting, and everyone says, The Cold War? What? But it's just got so much strategy, it's card-driven, you learn a lot about what actually happened through the game, Um, all the cards are very descriptive and kind of go into detail about events that happened, and there's just this awesome narrative
0: throughout the game, so... And last thing, people, there is going to be a lot of people coming to our board game evening tomorrow. Who, like you said earlier on, are going to be on their own, and we've kind of insin- insisted that you know don't don't come as a big group. We want we want people who've maybe not met before to get together. And you know, have you been to these board gaming nights on on your own before and met new friends by doing that? Any advice for people when they set foot in a board gaming night? Just you know, in terms of their first one,
3: I'd say. And this is when you've got anxiety or when you're kind of. A bit nervous, you can often think everyone's looking at you. Honestly, everyone's sat around that table trying to learn that game. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone yes. is just sat there trying to win or trying to understand what they're doing. So just sit down and after a few turns, there'll be a bit of chat and hopefully you'll win.
1: <laughs> oh, That was actually a really, really important question that I've forgotten to ask. I'm such a competitive man. There's, n- there's nothing wrong with coming to these things and wanting to win, is there?
3: No, I'm really competitive, Good. but I never win either. Like, sure, I, ne- I yeah. never
0: win. I, I <laughs> just... I'll happily be that person. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Katie, thank you so much.
2: Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: Okay, cool. So he was right then.
1: Uh, the 12A rating is only used for films shown in cinemas. Films rated 12A are suitable for children aged 12 and over. However, people younger than 12 may see a 12A so long as they are accompanied by an adult. What did ah, he
0: say? I can't remember. I, I just hate the fact that he might be right. I, I think he th- said. I think producer Adam might be right. What a bitter end to this podcast.
1: When the podcast goes out, can we take out the bit at the beginning?
0: Yeah, we'll chop it out, don't worry. About it. That'll go in the edit. Adam's doing it, it'll be fine. <laughs>
2: podcast has officially
0: come to an end.